so? It's a uh, uncontrolled airspace. Uh, Echo. Three three one. Echo three three one. Echo Echo one three three. Climbing, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have uncontrolled airspace daily from AirVenture 2013, 331 Echo. And uh, we're out here. It's what day is? First of all, let's get this straight. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. It's one of those situations where I'm glad that my phone tells me what it is. I know, really. It's Wednesday evening. Uh, it's uh, last night we recorded after sunset. Now we're recording before sunset. Uh, very, very pretty day. Uh, consistent on this. No, no, no. It's stunning out. I know. Um, you burst into flames in this kind of light. Yeah, no, really, yeah, well, you'd think, huh? Uh, sunscreen, sunscreen. Uh, we're in Camp Scholler. We're just outside the uh, edge of what? The, this is some sort of RV party, right? This is the RV10 Builders Party. Yeah, and as you well, can tell, um, no, thank you. And as you can tell, Amy Laboda is with us today. Hi, Amy. How are you doing? We're doing good. And of course, Jeb is here, and Dave is here, and I'm Jack. And uh, we're wrapping up another day here at AirVenture 2013. What happened today? Let's see now. What did happen today? I'm, I've completely lost track. I wrote so much, so, so many stories. I was stuck inside reading all day. Well, Jedman didn't fly today. Yeah. Well, that was yesterday. That was yesterday. I wandered over into the, uh, I don't know what it's actually called, but I call it the North Exhibit Area, the old outdoor exhibit area, and I was looking at some interesting airplanes over there. The uh, the Sonics jet is over there. That's kind of cool. I don't know. Is that, does that thing actually fly? Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, it yeah. does, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it going to fly here at the show? Yes. Has it already, and I missed it? I can't answer that question. You're okay. selling it. I, oh, they're, so they're taking. Yeah, but no, no, no. Taking orders, taking orders does not equal it's it ready. It does to, where Manette is concerned. Oh, okay. John Manette is straight up. Okay. He's never done that to anybody. He's never screwed him over. He's never promised something that he couldn't deliver. So here's my question, though. Do you need a type rating? No, you need an LOA. Yeah, an LOA because it's an experimental. Yeah, you better tell some, tell me what an LOA is. Letter of authorization. That means that somebody that probably doesn't know the airplane at all has, has looked at you flying it and checked it out. And since it's a single seater, getting that LOA is going to be an interesting experience. Yeah, it looks it's good. Kind of like watching Jetman go by. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who, how'd they check him out? Oh, formation flying, which they wouldn't let him do with the crowd. So, what? Uh, no, but. Seriously, LOA. So how is that different from uh, CFI scribbling a note in the back page of my logbook? Significantly. Significantly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How can you spell F-A-A? Well, okay. <laughs> it's like a typewriting. All right. Yeah. yeah. Except it's not a called a typewriting. All right. Okay. I'll take your word for it. They, they wanted to come up with a way to work around the rules for certificated that for amateur built or for exhibition category. For example... A couple of, uh, in a few weeks, the guys racing out at Reno in the L39s and all that stuff. Uh, none of them have type, have to have type ratings, but they all have to have LOAs in that. Okay. Now, the fact that a lot of them are jet pilots to begin with does help that along. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, over in that area, I saw, you know, I. What's it? It's a T-51? or I'm not sure what... That's one of them was labeled T-51. It's the scale, you know, replica... Uh, it's called T-51. What a cool little airplane. Yeah, I, it is. Yeah. It, it really looks... It really has the look of, of the Mustang, you know. Obviously a lot smaller and... Uh, it's fast. Well, yeah, but, it, it, you know, it's very sexy. I like it. I, you know, I remember years and years ago when that... I don't know if it's the same manufacturer or the same designer, but they started making those, and uh, we all had high hopes. Got, one of the kit companies even come up with, came up with a 
a, a V12 engine. That's what I know. That's yeah. the one I'm remembering from way back when. What was it? It was called like the Thun- Thunder Mustang Thunder or something. Mustang. Like that? Yeah, yeah, right. Thunder Mustang. Wasn't that Dan Denny? Yes, I don't was. recall. It was Dan Denny. Yeah. Very good. So is that the same design that I'm seeing over there now? No. The Thunder Mustang is gone. Uh, yeah, the Thunder Mustang had some minor successes, and they tried to do a little racing with it, and uh, it just kind of proved more expensive and less popular than. And you had Mike Lowley building P51 replica kits that you could buy, you could glue together like a Ravel model. They were wood, and this T51 came along. Uh, we even had one in the ultralight category for a while. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Another thing I saw over there is a, a, a bit of engine technology that has always kind of tickled me, and uh, which is the Rotec uh, radial uh, has a display over there. And uh, I remember the first year that that appeared here, which is not all that long that was ago. A big deal. Yeah, and and it was a totally unheard of thing. At least you know, then there was like one aircraft that had it on it, and well, a new manufacturer radial engine. Yeah, who'd have thunk it? And and I predicted at the time, and not a not a very you know not, didn't take much to make this prediction, but I did in fact say this is going to change things. People are going to make a whole lot of airplanes around this engine to kind of, you know, to, to kind of revisit the, the, the that style. And they have. You should see all the pictures they've got in their booth over there now of uh, different kinds of aircraft. Well, They're using... Kit Fox have a radial engine yes. option? Kit Fox has that radial engine option and would it to be that I had unlimited resources to do fun things like that, I would re-engine my <laughs> Kit Fox just because I think it looks fabulous. It does look cool. And it's Sounds right. Yeah. The Kit Fox was a natural application because its cowl always came with. Right. It, it always had a round cowl with bumps on it anyway. Right. Right. I'm going home through Las Vegas. <laughs> so that was cool. There's apparently a. Uh, there's two different sizes now. There's like a seven cylinder and a nine cylinder. And, oh sweet. Uh, yeah. Maybe so, maybe I should go back and check yeah. the pricing. Yeah. So uh, so that's cool. The Rotec radio. What else was over there? Uh, uh, what? You used one. Yeah. Um, let's see now. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> what else? Amy, we haven't talked to you all week long. What have you seen that's interesting? What, what have you liked so far this year? i got to tell you, I really like Jep's new VFR app. Did you see it this evening? Did you yeah. do the demo on it? That's slick. Jefferson. Oh. And oh. it's 49 bucks. Okay. So they, they're very aggressive on their pricing, okay. but they're using their vector graphics, which means that you're not zooming in and zooming out on a scan, uh, even an HD scan of a chart. You are getting real graphical information. It is so fast and so smooth, and the layering of the information, the ability to pull the layering off, or on, which is different from the competitors out there, um, is delightful. Um, they've even got the VFR flyways going under and around, you know, the stuff that's on the other side of the terminal shape? chart. It's, turn not, it it's not 3D. That would be very nice. Yeah, I agree you, with you. If you roll the airplane, what happens? Yeah, that's a good question. But I have to say it was very robust, and I really like the JetView app. Uh, the pricing on it is a little tough for me. But I, but to have a VFR one is interesting. They can't make it 79 bucks because yeah. they can't compete with the IFR and VFR functions of the Fourth Flight or a Wing X7 Pro. Um, they can. They don't want to. Okay, well, maybe they don't want to yet. 
I'll, I'll give you that. They don't need to yet. Well, and then maybe they don't need to. And that VFR app that you're looking at is their toe in the water and where they need to go if they want to start to bring in business that's not all kerosene applications. It, it's been a handful of years now. Some press conference here at Oshkosh. I asked, you know, they're, they're inter- they were introducing um, a an EFB solution. It was not. This was before the iPad was on the market, so it was not tablet based. It was a. It was proprietary hardware, and it did a great job. It it uh, was about yay thick and you know a couple inches thick and and uh, a little bit bigger than an approach plate, and. Uh, did a great job of displaying a Jefferson approach plate. But the real question is, when are we going to break this paradigm of having, having to have a picture of, a, of, of an approach plate? When are we going to get past that and go to some other format, whether it's on a tablet, whether it's on a phone, whether it's however it's displayed? It's because nobody is able to certify an algorithm that will display these things in a, in a standardized way. Why, why does it have to be it certified? Have to be certified. Uh, because it's an IFR chart and it needs to pass some, some muster. No, I think that's wrong. I think already the only rule is that you have all the information that you okay. need. Okay. I, mean, I could be mistaken. Pro- I mean, that was just no, how was... you could write it on a piece of paper like Jep did in the old days as long as you have everything that you need to shoot the approach. I, I can have you know, a current database in my 530, but not a single piece of paper on board, and tell the controller, yeah, I don't have all the data I need. Can you give me a couple little tidbits like the MDA or the decision height? And then I'm legal to shoot the approach because I have all the available information. I mean, I, from a technology standpoint, I totally agree with you. That's the elegant way to do it. i, I got to figure that it's some sort of bureaucratic nonsense that keeps them from doing that. I think it's more, ultimately, I think it's liability. Well, that's kind of what I meant, yeah. but yeah. But ultimately, it's um, no one's done it, and there's no consensus on what such a product should look like. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe Google will add a layer to Google Maps that's yeah, now you, IFR, you know. You don't get into that world where you start to have to deal with the crazy folks in, the fer- in, in ferry aviation er- areas until it's installed equipment, and you're going to do IFR, and then... There's some demands on the software and what you see, and the information has to all be there. But the, if you're going to be dependent on it instead of other instruments, uh, yeah, Dave's absolutely correct. The other problem, of course, is even with the current—I'm going to use the word again—paradigm, there's still data missing. That um, I discovered uh, on two occasions earlier this year going into an airport and you've got a, a tablet application and one of the runways at the airport is right traffic but it's not enlisted in the airport information as right traffic and that's a fault of the application developer and or the way that developer ports the FAA's data into the app you look at a chart it should say RP for you know runway whatever two three or something but and you look at airnav.com, and you look at the data for that airport, it will clearly state a certain runway is right traffic. The data is there. Yeah. Something's falling down between acquisition of the data by the developer and, and release of the uh, revision to the app. Right. 
So uh, this is an opportunity. We should create a UCAP software development division and uh, and do this. Error checking. Error checking, right? Yeah. yeah there's, I, there's a lot more going on this uh, this area. Uh, Jeps and Rockwell Collins announced a, a day or so ago uh, a wireless application for their business jet uh, and, and turboprop operators with, I think it was Proline Fusion and Proline 21 avionics where you can wirelessly update all the software, the charts, the plates, the stuff that runs native on that. When you say wirelessly, what do you mean, like a cell data connection? or, uh, or Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Wi-Fi, cell. Uh, you can do it off your tablet. Or you can pull in the FBO, and they can do it from there. Uh-huh. Huh, okay. Interesting. Well, we'll have to do an episode on this kind of stuff. Scooters yeah, driving by us here in Cam Scholler. There is another thing that happened today. What's that? That you've omitted. Well, we'll come back. If you're talking about anything, we're going to come back and say, I wanted to say, I had a brush with greatness today. I'm not exaggerating. It's a funny story. I think it's funny. It's amusing. I like the story. But serious brush with greatness. So, um, as many people know, know, except for Amy, we work in the newspaper office. And I actually, my desk in the newspaper office is right inside the sort of main public door. So a lot of people come into the counter with various questions and stuff. And and we sort of take turns, those of us who sit out there, um, helping the public that come in the door. And so um, uh, an older gentleman comes in the door at one point this afternoon with a couple of younger people, and he's got a copy of the newspaper, right? Yeah. And uh, don't give away my story, David. You know what's coming here. So I'm ta- so so it was sort of my turn in the rotation, and 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 these folks were. I said, "What can we do? Can we help you?" And it, it was kind of instantly apparent that that they weren't angry, angry, but they had an issue. All right, they, they had a problem with something that we had published in the newspaper, and they they wanted to call our attention to it, and they wanted to kind of say, "What are you going to do about this?" And so I, as I often do, I was kind of trying to, I mean, I was t- I was getting their feedback, but I was also kind of trying to joke them out of it a little bit, kind of like trying to lighten the mood, all right? And so I'm doing this, and I'm looking at this guy, and I'm going, wait a minute, this guy looks, and he's wearing a Vans Air Force aircraft hat, all right? And he's wearing Vans Air, Air you know, uh, uh, and I'm suddenly going... This is Van. I'm talking to Van. All right. This is like, this is like Richard. What's this? this is, I don't even know his whole name. Van Grunsman. Man, man. I, I apologize. Richard I, Van Grunsman. Yes. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Uh oh. I think I'm talking. You know, now I'm suddenly going. You know. I've got to like. It's a whole different kind of thing here, you know. And, and at that moment, Dave kind of wanders into the room and he got, walks up and he says, "Hi, hey, Richard. How you doing?" You know. And I'm going, "Oh man," you know. So. Well, what was the issue? What did we screw up? Uh, oh, I don't know. I mean, it's not even important. Uh, but not we. Important to him. Yeah, and I think David straightened it out and kind of satisfied them, and that was all fine. But I brush with greatness, man. There's a there's a serious serious, uh, uh, you know. Uh, well, you the know, story is a pioneer in our one industry. One of our writers, Barb Schmitz, did oh, a really nice story on two teenagers who were, have flown. One who has flown around the world and set a record for being the youngest to ever do it, and another one's midway through trying to break that record. So we had a photograph in the can of those two teens. Barb also did a story about a teen flight program from around the country where high school students build RV-12s. And there are three of them and a bunch of students involved parked not too far from our offices. Somehow or another, the story uh, of the teens flying around the world got illustrated by the photograph with the teens from the RV program. 
Uh, we're fixing that in tomorrow's issue. Uh, and uh, everybody went away happy except me going whiskey tangle fox right now. That happened. But... But David, David, you don't understand. I'm glad, I, and I have no doubt that you're going to fix it. These things happen. You're missing the point. I was talking to Van. Yeah. All right, this was cool. And, 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 and cool, by the way, is probably on the other happy. side of this. Right, right. And he passed on the chance. You're really that twelve gauge yeah. All right. Yeah. He's probably standing right on the other side of this motorhome. Anyways, all right, all right, all right. Under control here. Let's get it under control here. What else happened? What else happened? Why? Uh, the other thing that happened today. Yeah. What happened? Is today? the first annual. We guess. Uh, what, what was the uh, uh, what was the event? Um, Oshbash. Oshbash. Put on by Airplaneista. Thank you. Thank you. And and uh, one of the awards um, uh, at this Oshbash this year was something called Podcaster of the Year, as I recall. Mm-hmm. Now there were um, a couple of people, um, maybe I think there were three people in the running for this, and. Um, I'm reliably told I wasn't there. I'm reliably told one of the the, the winner of this was um, let me think Jack Hodgson. Yeah, let, me, yes. let me check that text message yeah. I got. I know. Oh yeah. 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 It, said, it said I won with eight exclamation points. So so, so a hearty and uh, a warm and um, um, sincere. Congratulations. Congratulations, sincerely. And that's two awards that Uncontrolled Air Space. I know. Won. Yes, I know. And I really, truly, this is like, a, this is as much a, an award for the whole podcast. Uh, you know. I want to go to your house and see your I Love Me wall now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and by it's, me, I mean you. Yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> I understand. But no, it's... to go along next to his Gordon yeah. Baxter trophy plaque. Sadly, it's an I Love Me box in the closet right now. It's oh. waiting for my hangar to appear. But, uh, you know, I have a garage now. Long story. But we'll talk about that offline. Um, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll set that up and invite you up to the uh, to the place one of these days. So yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you guys so, for, sh- for saying that. And very very well deserved. We wouldn't be here were it not for you. And that's why we my don't. God, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and and let me thank um, all of the listeners and everybody out there, friends of mine and whatever uh, uh, coworkers and everybody who voted for me. I'm I'm very very uh, grateful. All the folks that voted for him and all the folks that contribute and all the folks like Jeff Ward and Mike right. Morgan and, right. yep. Yep. and Amy Laboda and Jimmy Winbrand. Uh-huh. Yep. Who all? We were joking on the on uh, earlier in the afternoon. Um, about you know, how, you know how all this got started. Everybody's heard the story. The drive up to up to uh, Appleton for sushi, and we decided that, that you know that's why we don't do sushi anymore. <laughs> You're gonna hornswoggle us in to some other project. <laughs> We're worried about what the next idea might be. Okay. All right. Well, on that note, I mean, uh, what's happening uh, later later tonight? We're gonna have the first night air show of the year here, and uh, right. some fireworks. Night air show fireworks, and for, uh, by some serendipity, what l- looked really ugly and yeah. stormy and level two and three, and in some parts level five, but they didn't come here, and it all blew out. Yeah. It was five o'clock in the afternoon. It looked terrible. Yeah, they, they canceled the, the afternoon air. Well, about halfway half. through it. Yeah, right. Uh, the second, the second half of the uh, air show. Uh, uh, aluminum Overcast was out there bopping around and. Last scene on right downwind for three six, <laughs> with you know thirty knots across, and you're like mm, Grand Rapids. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, uh, if you land on two seven, it's much.
much shorter taxi to weeks, and it's into the wind. Yeah. So it was looking ugly, and the wind was blowing pretty good, but then now it's just beautiful. The sky's practically clear. Spectacular. And, uh, it's going to be a great night for yeah, a great so show. It's going to be a good thing. What's happening tomorrow? Anything in particular happening tomorrow? The weekend? There's an air show. There's an air show, but uh, any particular announcements? Or I think, uh, what's his name? Terfugia uh, flies again? Terfugia flies tonight. At eight o'clock, do they really? They open the show. Oh, okay. And there's some kind of some kind of geeky thing so it's going got on at the pedestrian gate at uh, sixth t- tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, we'll come yeah. back to that one too. Um, the Terrafugia flies tonight. It has headlights. Has brake lights? Well, it has to have headlights and taillights. It's a car. Does it have position lights? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, right. Does it have strobe lights? Uh, it, that, not only do the position lights, they, when you start to turn, they blank on the left side or the right side. Yeah. Thirty minutes from sundown. What time does the sun go down eight, here? Eight something. Eight, a little after eight thirty. Eight eight, eight eight fifteen something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a we fun. don't have some device in this thing. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. We'll look that up. <laughs> uh, the other thing is happening tomorrow. Um, if you're listening to this podcast uh, on uh, on Thursday sometime and you're in the Oshkosh area, uh, one last reminder that we're doing the uh, our annual tailgate party. Or t- excuse me, our uh, tie down party. Tie down. Uh, inspired by tailgate parties uh, over this is at the. the party uh, where we tie down Jack and make him stay in one space for. Yeah. And, and if you're not in the Oshkosh area and cannot um, make it at, um, I guess it would be 2300 Universal Coordinated Time, yeah. grab a beer, put, get down on one knee and genuflect three times in the direction of Oshkosh. <laughs> okay, if you say so. That's just... <laughs> It's a religion now. <laughs> click your wingtips <laughs> wing together and go, there is no place like Oshkosh. There's no place like There's that. information on the uh, Uncontrolled Airspace homepage if you want the details on where this thing is located and what time it's going to be. We'd love to see you all, so please come on over. Um, that's more than enough for tonight. Thank you, Amy, for joining us. And uh, You are very, very welcome. I've had a great week here, and uh, this caps it. Yeah, now we're going to see you tomorrow at the tie-down party, though, right? Yes, You'll be you will see me. Right, you will see okay. me there. All right, then. Bye. Uh, boys, Deb, Dave, uh, that's it for tonight. This is, uh, you got uh, Uncontrolled Airspace, da- UCAP Daily. One daily. Echo, 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 echo. We'll talk to you tomorrow.